The following is a presentation of Broadway Church in Vancouver, British Columbia. For additional media, visit broadwaychurch.com. Have you ever felt frustrated before? Perhaps powerless or weak? I know I sure have. I, it was in 2015 August when there was a windstorm around our area and there was a power outage. Now, you've probably gone through a power outage before and you're thinking, oh, in a few hours we'll get that power back or perhaps overnight. But this power outage was for three and a half days. And by day one, we were okay in our family. We were great. By day two, we're thinking, okay, we need to start saving our food so it doesn't spoil. By day three, the frustration levels were rising within all of us. And we started getting short with each other. We were irritated. The anxiety perhaps was coming up, not because of the power outage, but because we didn't have Wi-Fi. That's right. We didn't have Wi-Fi as a family and so my whole family would jump into our vehicle and we would plug in all our devices and my wife had an unlimited data plan and we would hot spot her data plan so that we can get a little bit of Wi-Fi to stay connected to our world and then we'd come back into our dark dungy home. I don't know if you've ever been frustrated because it, things are out of control or you felt powerless before and perhaps maybe the frustrations would rise within you. It can be frustrating. But even more so, perhaps our current pandemic or our world that we're, that we're in, there's levels of frustration rising. Past hurts keep coming up. We see violence on our TV screens. Perhaps it's in our marriages or our businesses or our families. Perhaps it's a spiritual frustration or a mental illness or spiritual helplessness. Have you ever been there before? Of course you have. I have. And in our powerlessness, we tend to go to two extremes, don't we? We go to the world. We focus on our education or we put more time and effort in our careers or our finances or our relationships, even our government. Or perhaps we focus on within and we read up a good self-help book or we try to be a better person or get a better relationship. Some of us even self-medicate. In fact, in most cases, we self-medicate with pornography or alcohol. Perhaps it's drugs. We binge out on Netflix. But in the end, it still leads to frustration. Have you ever been there before? Feeling helpless or powerlessness? Yet in Christ, we have this opportunity to face our powerlessness and helplessness through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Growing up, I had a wealthy uncle who taught me everything that my parents didn't want to know. Perhaps you have a family member like that. I loved him for that. One day he wanted to show me his prized possessions. You see, my uncle had the best of everything. Best clothes, best houses, best vacations. He owned businesses, land, and much more. For me, personally, my uncle was the in crowd. And he took me into his basement down a long corridor and told me this. Everything you are about to see, you can have if you are willing to work hard. And he typed in some code in some door and opened up a door to a safe. In the room, he began to show me his prized possessions, an uncut sheet of $1,000 bills. He told me he had seven behind it. He showed me his prized coin collection, his jewelry collection, and other items. And then he told me to open up the bottom left-hand drawer of this room. I opened it up, and it was full of purple cloth. And again, he told me, Andy, if you want to be successful in life, you've got to work hard. You can have everything that you see here today. I wanted to be part of the in crowd, like my uncle. 
And so he told me to pick up one of those purple cloths. And so I picked it up and it was really heavy. And again, he tells me, if you want to be successful, you want to be in the in crowd, work hard and you can get everything you want in this life. And I slipped off that purple cloth and it was a gold bar. Now, as a 14-year-old student, I was hoping that gold bar could fit into my pocket. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, thank you, uncle. Great. God bless you. Let's move on. And he tried to teach me a story that day or a lesson that day, which is success is about being in the in crowd. It's about how many possessions you would have. But you see, when I was learning these things, the last days of my uncle's life was marked with pain, frustration, and anger. Powerlessness, to be honest with you. Why? Because he had all the best things of this world, but it could not save him. You see, not the best doctors or best medication, the best hospitals throughout our country could not save my uncle. He died in frustration. He died with powerlessness and helplessness. In the New Testament, we also see this. We see that Christians came up against the in-crowd of this world. In Ephesus, we see an in-crowd that played in three ways. First thing, Ephesus was known as a celebrity culture. In ancient Ephesus, there were various monuments or statues of people who were considered celebrities, people who were supposed to be worshipped or to be known throughout the known world. They represented the essence of Rome. There was even a statue of Julius Caesar, who was perhaps one of the most powerful men at the time, and he is known for his innovation, his creativity, and military might. It wasn't in Rome his statue was put together. It was in Ephesus. Very interesting. In the same way, we live in a world that is a celebrity culture, don't we? We focus on certain people or political power or, or to find hope in some type of person rather than perhaps Christ. But not only was Ephesus a celebrity culture, it was a religious culture. And that religion culture was called success. You see, the gar god Armatus or the goddess Diane, was considered the central worship figure in Ephesus and in Rome. The temple was as big as BC Place. It was considered one of the seventh wonders of the world back in ancient Rome. It was central to the world because it represented prosperity, success, and security. Ephesus was not only an in-crowd because of celebrityism, but also for prosperity. Seems a lot like us today, isn't it? We try to focus on success, that being in the in crowd is what you can get out of this world. But not only was Ephesus a successful culture or a celebrity culture, but it was a culture full of entertainment. Ephesus was known for its music, the arts, the economics. During the New Testament times, Ephesus had a theater bigger than Canuck Place, representing 20,000 people in one city. In the midst of trying to be in the in crowd, celebrities, success, or religion, and entertainment, Paul is reminding the Ephesus Christians not to try to be tempted or swayed or try to fit into the crowd of this world, but to be in Christ, to have an empowered life through the Holy Spirit. In fact, being in Christ is the most common term of what it means to be a Christian today. As you read the New Testament, being a Christian is the reality of being in Christ. And this is why we are currently in a series called The In Crowd, what it means to be in Christ. And we are debunking five lies that you and I all face in life. Week one was about the lie of being alone. Yet in Christ, he is with you no matter what. Week two, Pastor Darren talked about the lie of not being smart enough. 
Yet in Christ, he gives you wisdom to respond and obey to his word and to his whispers. Week three, we had Pastor Nathan talk about the lie of being damaged goods. Even though we are all broken and spiritual dirty, yet in Christ we are washed with forgiveness and wholeness. Today we are tackling the lie of feeling powerless. Yet in Christ we are empowered to succeed in life. In fact, last week was Pentecost Sunday. It's when the church, capital C Church, celebrates the Holy Spirit that was coming to his people for mission, purpose, and perhaps, if not only, the greatest resource the world has ever encountered before. Next week, Pastor Darren will close off the series about the lie, your future is hopeless. Yet in Christ, you are empowered through the Holy Spirit. I encourage you today to read Paul's prayer in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 14. But today we are focusing on Ephesians chapter 1, 13 to 14. What does it mean to have an empowered life? Well, Paul says this in verse 13. And you were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Now, what does it mean for salvation? Well, it's not just a ticket to heaven or a stamp on the heart, feeling a good feeling message or response to some type of feel-good card. Paul is referring to the reality of salvation in four different distinct ways. The first thing about salvation is that you have a new identity in Christ Jesus when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord personal Savior. You are bought with a price with Jesus Christ. You are not called just to live for your own anymore, but to live for Christ. Third, you are resourced in the Holy Spirit. We'll talk a little bit about that today. And the fourth one is that you are called, I am called to bring heaven to earth. You see, you, you and I become the answer to Jesus' prayer in Matthew 6, that God's will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Have you ever experienced that type of salvation before? Well, there will be an opportunity to do so after today's message. But what does it really truly mean to be empowered in Christ in the midst of a hopeless, broken, powerless world? Well, Paul continues to say this in verse 13. When you believed, you were marked in him, Jesus, with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who has deposited guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. So what does this actually mean? How you and I can be empowered in this world? How can we address the powerlessness and helplessness in our own lives and the world around us? Well, first, as your outline says, you and I are empowered to have access to God anytime, any place, anywhere. How many of you have ever had the midnight munchies before? I sure have. It's when I go to bed and I wake up hungry and I'm racing downstairs to get open the fridge or the pantry. Or maybe right before bed, I open up the door to the fridge or to the pantry and I'm a salt type of snack guy. So I'm into nachos or a sandwich, maybe wings. And I love to have a midnight snack. I don't know about you, but how about I decide to go downstairs into my home and I open up that, my, the door to the fridge or to the pantry and there's nothing there because my kids are eating me out of house and home already. And so I decide to say, oh man, I am so hungry. I'm going to go to your house at midnight, unannounced. I knock on the door and no one really answers it because you're sleeping, of course. And because I'm savvy enough, I find a way into your home. I open up your fridge and I see that great sandwich that you made for yourself tomorrow. 
and I pull it out and I start ravaging through your kitchen and you hear certain things, well, you're going to have three different responses if you hear me in your house. The first response is you're going to call 911 and say, there's a stranger in my house. He needs to be kicked out or she needs to be kicked out. Come save me. Help me because there's a stranger in my home. Option number two or response number two is maybe you're a little braver and you want to protect your family and your kids and your spouse. So you get a baseball bat or something to defend yourself and you're racing downstairs not to get a snack because you have the midnight munchies, but you want to chase me out because I'm a stranger in your house. Or number three, you decide to come downstairs and you say, oh, Andy's in my house. He's making himself a sandwich. I hope he can make me a sandwich too. And you join me over a meal, a midnight munchie snack. Now let's be realistic. You're not going to go with option number three. You're going to go with option number one or option number two, and you're going to chase me out because I'm a stranger. But I want to encourage you today with Jesus Christ. He doesn't see you as a stranger when you are in Christ. You can come to his table anytime, anyplace, anywhere. If you are hungry for spiritual wholeness, you can find him at the table anytime. He is not going to chase you out. He's not going to phone 911. He doesn't use a baseball bat or something else. He wants to actually have relationship with you and join you when you are spiritually hungry. This is the reality of who we are in Christ Jesus. We have access to God anytime, anyplace, anywhere. But not only do we have access to God anytime, anyplace, anywhere, we have, as your notes will show you, access to every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. These blessings are things that the world cannot give. In fact, our world right now shows us how frustrating life can be without Christ. The powers of celebrityism, the powers of religion or success, the powers of entertainment do not meet the human need that we see in our world. We see violence or mental health issues rising, relationship breakdown being caused because of the COVID reality. When you put our power into the powerless things of this world, rather than the power in Christ, it reminds us how important it is to come back to God. You see, when you read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 14, we see these spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. You are deeply loved and cherished in Christ Jesus. You have an inheritance in heaven. You are chosen for divine purpose. You are not a mistake. You were created for him to be in Jesus Christ. You were bought at a price. Jesus died for you so that you could truly live here in this world. You are now a son and daughter in Christ Jesus. You are part of divine family that we'll talk a little bit more. You are forgiven. You are not too far from God. You are not an accident or a failure or a loser. God always and will always have a plan for your life. You and I can experience peace with God and with others. And you and I can experience God's comfort. Hear this today. You and I can experience God's comfort because God is ultimately in control when life and the world isn't. What a great reality we have in Christ Jesus. My job prior to coming to Broadway Church was the next gen director for the BC and Yukon District for the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And I had the opportunity to travel and be part of conferences and get to know people. God's graced me that way. And I remember traveling to this one conference that I was speaking at and they gave me a little pass. 
and I had to wear this pass to get certain access to certain things. And so it was like a VIP pass and I can go to certain green rooms that no one else could access or I could go to uh, certain rooms to connect with people that no one else could be part of. In fact, if I wore this pass, I could be part of different uh, hotel rooms or different experiences than anyone else. And I don't know about you, but have you ever tried to get a VIP pass on your own? You pay more money to get there. Or it's based on who you know, different things like that. But with Christ, you don't have to do that. You have VIP access to him anytime, anyplace, anywhere. And I remember leading conferences like History Maker and people trying to get VIP passes so they can connect with the people. And it's very funny how much people try to do to get access to certain people. But with Jesus Christ and the spiritual blessings he gives you and I, we don't have to do anything. We just have to receive what he already has given you and I. Not only do we have access to God anytime, anyplace, anywhere, or access to every spiritual blessing in Christ, but you and our are empowered to access a new spiritual home, as your outline says. In this world, we can experience brokenness. It doesn't take a rocket science to realize that we live in a broken world. And because we live in a broken world, we experience broken relationships, broken hearts, broken families, I have experienced broken families before. But because of Jesus Christ, you and I have a new spiritual home. We have a new home found in Christ that gives us family, found in the Holy Spirit. In fact, the writer of this book in Ephesus or Ephesians, the Apostle Paul, also experienced family brokenness. We don't see Paul's family talked about as he writes the New Testament. His mom or dad and most theologians believe he was, uh, had a fiancé or to get married. He experienced brokenness. And yet Apostle Paul, Pastor Paul, often spoke of this new home that he was part of. This is part of the inheritance we have in Christ Jesus. That you and I are brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. There's moms and dads and grandparents in Christ Jesus. And not only do you have a new spiritual home, but you have a new spiritual home here at Broadway Church. You can come from different backgrounds, from different social economic realities. You can be different colors or races, and yet we are all brought together here at Broadway Church. But not only do you have a new spiritual family here at Broadway Church, but you actually have a global family, believers and followers of Jesus who are in Christ Jesus throughout the world that brings us together. And not only do you have a local family or a global family, but you have an eternal family. Millions and millions and millions of people have gone before you, cheering you on in this faith who go beyond and before you. You see, you have a new spiritual family in Christ Jesus. So not only are you and, and I empowered to access God anytime, anyplace, anywhere, or to access every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus, or to be part of a new spiritual home in Christ Jesus, but you are, have access, as your notes would say, empowered by the Holy Spirit in Christ. You see, God wants to empower you in this world to access his presence anytime, anyplace, anywhere, to access every spiritual blessing he offers you every day readily, to access a new spiritual home with Broadway Church and Christians around the world and in eternity. 
and the spirit of the living God, when you say yes to him, as you live in Christ, is in you today. If you have your cell phone, I encourage you to pull it out. Um, If you don't have a cell phone or a smartphone, if you have a tablet or perhaps a laptop, I encourage you to grab it right now. In fact, if you want to take a selfie and tag us at Broadway Church, I really encourage you to do that. But this is a cell phone, a smartphone that gives you and I access to certain things. I can work on this phone just like you can. You can text or comment or connect with anyone, anytime, any place. You can download certain apps that you love and personalize. Maybe it is watching sports or it's binging on some videos or it's YouTube or Netflix or Disney Plus. Whatever you decide, you can download all those things on this phone. But let's be honest with each other. This phone doesn't reach its full potential unless it's plugged into a power source. If it's not plugged into a power source, this is simply just some plastic with metal and some glass. In fact, you might say, and I might say, that if it's not plugged into a power source, this phone not only doesn't reach its full potential, but it might be simply worthless. And you might want just to get a new phone. But in any case, this is like you and I in Christ Jesus. You see, when we're not plugged into the source of the Holy Spirit, you and I don't reach our full potential in Christ. We don't live out in purpose of this world. And in our frustration, in our helplessness, in our powerlessness, we tend to go to the things of the world. We try to be in the in-crowd of celebrityism. We try to be in the in-crowd of secularism or religion of this world, which is called success. We try to be in the in-crowd and we want to simply be entertained. And in a world like ours today, everyone and anyone can be a celebrity anytime because of socials. But it still leaves us frustrated. It still leaves us confused. It still leaves us with no hope. You see, my question is, are you plugged into the source of the Holy Spirit? This leads us to the big idea today, which sums up the message in one single, simple statement. And it's on your notes. You have everything you need in this world to succeed in everyday life through the Holy Spirit. Let me say that again. You have everything you need in this world to succeed in everyday life through the Holy Spirit. If your marriage is in trouble, access the power source found in the Holy Spirit. Your finances are dipping, access God's power found in the Holy Spirit for wisdom, hope, and courage to be faithful and consistent in generosity. You are facing a tidal waves of mental health issues. Why not find and connect with the power source of the Spirit, which will give you supernatural strength and peace? You feel frustrated and feel powerless and maybe even hopeless. Why not plug into the power source, which is in Christ Jesus? You see, when you and I come to God, He gives you everything you, we need to succeed in everyday life through the Holy Spirit. Last weekend, we had an encounter weekend with Alpha online. We had a great group of hosts. If you're listening to this, I'm so proud of these hosts and leaders who've led and shepherded people from Mexico and Switzerland and throughout Vancouver from different backgrounds. There's been Muslims, young and old. There's been different denominational experiences coming online to feel, be filled with the Holy Spirit. There has been words of wisdom and encouragement and prayer. People are hungry for God to be empowered 
in a powerless, frustrated, and perhaps hopeless world. You see, even through a screen, friends, God can meet you right now where you are. Maybe you're here today and you've never experienced salvation. You've experienced a ticket to heaven, but you've never experienced what it means to be new in Christ. You've never experienced being resourced by the Holy Spirit. You never realize how much God loves you and has bought you at a price so that you can somehow, some way, be God's prayer in Matthew chapter 6 to bring the kingdom of God here on earth. Well, I want to pray with you quickly here. Also, for all of us, perhaps you're here today and you haven't been connected to the power source in the Holy Spirit through Christ Jesus. You can encounter the Spirit today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray today for people that are listening right now, watching right now, who've never experienced your deep love, who've never experienced what it means to be in Christ. Father, I pray that they would experience the forgiveness of sins as they confess their sins to you, and that they would connect with you today. Lord, that they would humble themselves and allow you, Holy Spirit, to be invited into their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. We pray for these things, and we pray for all of us, that we would be filled with your Spirit, that we'd be empowered for you, God, that we would be connected deeply with you, that we would understand what it means to access with you every time, any place, anywhere, that we would be part of a spiritual new family, that we would access those spiritual blessings that you give us, and that we would be empowered every day. Lord, I pray that we would open up our hearts and our minds to you, and that you would fill us with your spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe you prayed that prayer with me today. There's a text line that you can be part of. Feel free to text that line. There's a pastor waiting for you to connect with you. Also, if you're watching on any of our platforms, feel free to connect with one of our prayer hosts. They're there just to simply pray and encourage and walk alongside you. Even though we are different and apart because of this screen, does not mean God cannot meet you right now. Thank you and have a great week.